Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm a mom and the founder and chief creative officer of Author Accelerator. I'm Melanie. I'm a mom and a writer, and I'm pitching my first novel. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm a mom and a writer pitching my first middle grades novel. Welcome to Mom Writes. This season is all about the ups and downs of pitching. Join us as we prepare to pitch, weather rejections, change course, and hopefully celebrate getting agented. Mom Writes, as always, is sponsored by Author Accelerator, a book coach certification company. If you're a writer and you've ever been jealous of the amazing coaching experience that Melanie and I have had over the course of the last two hundred and fifty podcast episodes, why not head over to AuthorAccelerator.com, where they'll match you with one of their certified book coaches based on your project and your goals. The matching service is free. Or if you've ever listened to one of our episodes and thought, man, Jenny's job is the dream. I want to help writers bring their books to life. Well, Author Accelerator also trains book coaches in their certification program. They have courses for coaching fiction and nonfiction and a course on the business of book coaching. You can sign up for their free all about book coaching video series at www.bookcoaches.com forward slash ABC. And now buckle up for this emotional roller coaster on season three of Mom Writes as we take on pitching. time to pitch is almost upon us. It's kind of surreal to be at this point. I've spent years listening to other authors take their turn at bat. Of course, I want to knock it out of the park. So Jenny spends some time reviewing the process with me and answering all my nervous Nelly last minute questions before the big day. So welcome back to Mom Writes where I'm almost ready to pitch my novel. Welcome back, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Uh, so we're like, we're getting ready to jump. I feel like I'm getting ready to jump off the, the high dive diving board, you know, into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> you are. Yeah. You are. So, um, to be totally ready, I know you told me you've been still working on your query, so that's good. It takes a long time. Don't worry about that. Um, but how's the manuscript edit going? Um, good, better than previous drafts, which is nice. Every subsequent draft, right, gets a little easier and a little easier. I'm doing a thing that I did not do with any of the other drafts, which is going out of order. Oh, so that's cool. a different, yeah, you're bouncing around. Like when I see something and I fix something in chapter six, and then I think, oh, 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 oh. Let me go back because there was that thing in chapter, you know, four that, can I, and so that's been a different feeling. You know, I know Kemlo um, was very amazed when I did my second draft and I pretty much started with a blank page every time I would read, I would read it and then I would turn it off and then I would take the idea back and I would start with the blank page. And so this has been kind of refreshing and faster yeah. Which is great. I actually feel more like a real writer now uh, <laughs> than I did then. But the other thing that has been great and, and talking about being a real writer, you know, like all my writer friends know that I'm writing this book. They've listened to our hundred million mom rights episodes. I mean, <laughs> those people think my book is real. 
I'll tell you who I think it's just now hitting that my book is real are my not writer friends and my family. And so it's interesting to see their faces when they realize, oh, oh, she's not just been making this up. Like, <laughs> look, she actually has stuff that we can read. And so that's been, um, I don't know, that kind of makes me feel more secure about yeah. getting ready to go in and pitch. Like, yeah, I really do have this thing and it's real and it's getting ready to go out into the world and I'm not just making it up, it's here. So what kind of, um, y you've had some of your friends read it then? So I have had some of my friends read it. Um, I had my friend Paul from high school has read parts of it. He actually read some of the older draft. Um, and, you know, he's a 42-year-old man. And he he'd and hawed and laughed reading it. And, and, you know, that to me made me feel good. I have started reading it out loud to my family. Oh, whoa. How's that? Um, let me just say that I think the measure, I, I am using Sean as my measuring stick for humor. If I can get him to laugh, <laughs> then I know I've done pretty well. And so if I don't get at least one good hearty chuckle, from him out of every chapter, I'm like, nope, I got to go back. Amazing. The Sean measure. <laughs> the Sean measure. And so, you know, he and the girls have read it and, and have liked it. Um, and the kids in the girls' class, you know, I've read it to the kids in, in the girls' class. The first, I'd say, quarter of it have been, has been read out loud. And those kids, have, uh, in Every time I read it, they say, when are you going to read the rest? When is, when is your book going to be out? Abby, was you know, it face-to-face -face or Zoom? It was face-to-face. -face. Well, this was before the pandemic right. I had read. And actually, Belle's teacher asked me to read it over Zoom to the class during the pandemic as part of um, like a book club. And I didn't. I just felt like I was ready to polish it more. Like I had gotten enough of their reaction to know that I was on to something. So what kinds of reactions did you get? Just, um, to me, what tickled me most was it was the boys that seemed the most into it. I had really thought it would be the girls that would say, give me more, but it's, it's the boys. Um, just, you know, well, what's next? What's next? And I think having those really fun kind of unisex characters like, you know, Mr. Toad um, helps appeal to a, a broader sense. You know, I think you just assume since your character, your main character is female, that... So, go, ahead. go ahead. No, just that, that it was going to be a book more for girls. I mean, I, I think that's a kind of a standard measure. If the, the main character is a girl, it's probably a book for girls. If the main character is a boy, it's probably a book for boys. And you see a lot of books now that have female characters in traditionally boy roles. And you think, oh, it's, you know, it's trying to bridge it together. But I think the thing that I have maybe done, crossing my fingers, is appeal to both audiences 
while really having truly a unisex experience that happens. Yeah. So um, how did you secure the opportunity to read in front of your kid's class? Because I make friends with all my kids' teachers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we're just being honest. (laughs) Because I I think, because I was a teacher. Yeah, yeah. And so it's going to be hard for uh, middle grade writers to get in front of their audience. So that's awesome. So, so you know, they think it's funny. You know, Sean mm-hmm. thinks it's funny. You're cleaning it up. There's, there's going to come a point at which, pretty soon, actually, at which you're going to just have to call it a day because mm-hmm. there's, there's like being good enough and then there's being a perfectionist. And we're not going to let you be a perfectionist. It's going to be good enough to go out and to remember that there's lots of work that's going to happen on the book still to come. Um, Mm -hmm. So the thing you want to then start thinking about is we have your pitch strategy, which is going to be really unusual and fun to see what happens. And um, so you're going to, you're agonizing over your query. We know that. Um, And writing short, very, very short personalizations to those particular agents you're writing to about why you chose them. So um, getting that in order and then making sure you understand their submission requirements because it's everything we talked about what they put in the subject line. Some people want um, single space, double space, PDF, Word, attached, pasted in. Like there's so many different things that they want. There's online forms now for pitching. Like so on your grid, you want to definitely have your submission requirements really nailed down. And and I would double check before you actually send out to the first agent because People will change and post things now, like no longer open for queries or waiting till after COVID or, you know, they, they, they're changing things. So just to really double check that they're, they're open to submission requirements. And here's a sneaky little thing that is super creepy, but I'm going to suggest it anyway. There's, (laughs) there's a piece of software called Boomerang that you can put on your, um, on your email and it's, it's creepy because it tells you when they've read it. Oh, even if you don't have like a read receipt? Yeah, it's basically Ooh. a read receipt. Yeah. Um, that you can, so you can, instead of like, oh my gosh, did they get it? How do I know? Because it's been four weeks and, you know, blah, blah, blah. At least you can see if they've opened it and read it with Boomerang. Oh, that's really sneaky. It's creepy. And interesting. I know. But, you know, so I did um, talk to Lori Richmond about pitching because, you know, that's like a thing you do, right? And um, she did say her number one biggest piece of advice when you're querying is to follow every single one of the nitpicky restrictions that they put on you. She's like, if they want to read it in Garamond font instead of Times New Roman, she's like, you give it to them. Yeah. And so um, that was uh, what I decided to do was instead of putting, because I'm, I don't trust myself one 
Um, but two, I know that things changed constantly. So instead of putting all the each requirement into my spreadsheet, I'm putting a link back to their submissions page so that the very last thing I do before I send it out is click that link and double check it from the most recent Yeah, I think um, that's page. smart. Um, I think that's smart. And just um, remembering that it takes a little bit of time, like you, you know, to set up an email and make sure that it's correct and proper and, and, you know, read, make sure the formatting's right. Just all those little, it, it, you don't want to rush it. So it's just taking the time to make sure that it's all right. And I think the most important thing is set up folders. Like here's my whole manuscript. Here's mm -hmm. a folder with just the first three chapters. Here's a folder with just the first 10 pages. You know, here's a folder with the first 50 pages. Like anything that they're going to ask for, just there it is so that you're, you're not having to grab it or change it or, um, you know, so it's just, it's all there. I think that can really help calm people's nerves sometimes because it's, it's nerve wracking. And that's, that boomerang thing helps with like, how do I know it didn't actually go into a black hole? And, um, so weirdly, that's also part of my strategy of just pitching one person at a time is, I feel like I'm less likely to make a mistake because I'm yeah. focused on one set of requirements instead of on five or six. Yeah. I think that makes good sense. And it, um, doing, uh, I mean, I usually have people pitch in batches of five or six. Um, I recently had somebody pitching in batches of 10 and there was, there was a good reason they, it was timely. They wanted to kind of move through fast. And, mm -hmm. um, but I'm telling you the difference between getting five ready and getting 10 ready, it's, it's not it's much huge. No, it's oh, it huge. is. Yeah. Because like you're saying, you know, was it their website that said that weird thing they wanted? Or was it this other person's? I can't remember you, you, um, um, it's easy to spell people's names wrong and that's a real pet peeve of a lot of people. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, there's just a lot of moving parts to it. And I think that's part of why it's kind of stressful is it's a stressful activity to begin with. And then there's, um, like I always say that querying is not a, it's not a, mis a mystery and it's not usually a mystery why people get rejected. Sometimes it's a mystery, but but usually they haven't done all the homework and preparation that, that you have done both on the story itself, on the marketplace, but also this last bit on the, on the, it's almost like there's these hurdles that are now in front of you. Mm -hmm. You have to get through these hurdles and um, you know, the, the agents get so many queries that they don't have to bother if somebody doesn't get it right. Mm -hmm. You know, so you don't want to have that be the reason that, that you get rejected. So, um, just get all the ducks in a row, make sure that's all, all done. And, um, I would suggest maybe having one adult read through the whole manuscript one more time. Um, okay. and I, I think you have a couple folks who volunteered. I have had a lot of volunteers <laughs> and there's part of me that and so here's a question about beta readers. So I have a lot of my writer friends who have volunteered to read through it. Um, and my friend Paul 
I know he wants to read through it and he's, he's kind of a different writer friend in the fact that he's actually, he went to school for script writing. And so whenever he's read through my work, he's like, you know, this is like the next Netflix series and I want you to let me direct it. And he's, he, he looks at it kind of from a different, a different point of view, but, um, I really feel like it needs, should it be a mom who's not a writer? Are they going to tell me things? Whereas the writers are, are looking at it from one point of view. Will a non-writer tell me something that maybe a writer won't? Yeah, I think it's a really good idea because you want the moms to like it, right? Mm-hmm. The, the regular moms, not the writer moms. <laughs> And, and you want them to get it and you want them to want to share it with their kids. And because there's still some parents at that age who are reading aloud to their kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my girls, they're, you know, eight and 10, but they love if, And if it's not one of us reading out loud, it's, you know, an audible book. They love yeah. to sit and listen to somebody read to them. So. Yeah, totally. I would think so. So I think it's a great idea, but but then you got to call it a day, right? It's mm-hmm. like, finish, finish the manuscript, get it off to somebody, see if there's anything glaring. But if they, if they say anything like, you know, you should make your main character a boy or you should make it, you know, just be like, okay, thanks. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I'm looking for. Right. Um, you know, I think what you're looking for is really just the last little boost of confidence and reassurance that there's no major plot hole or there's no major thing that's like, oftentimes a piece will be left over almost Mm -hmm. like, you know, when somebody does surgery and they're like, oops, I left a sponge, you know, (laughs) it's like that. Like you're so like, what happened to Rafferty? You never mentioned him again or something like that. Okay. Just looking for those big giant things that, that would really be a deal breaker, um, which are probably not there. So it's, it's just one last thing. And then, um, and then I think it's just also telling yourself, okay, when I send it to this person, that's it. I'm going to, while they have it, I'm going to get all my stuff in order. And when, when I get it back from them, I'll clean up any glaring error. And then I'm then I'm doing it, you know? Okay. Yay! I have another one last really weird question about comps. Is this an okay place to put it? Yeah. Um, So one of my comps, let's see, it's back. It's back here. I guess I don't have to pull it out. Nobody really needs to see the cover. So one of the comps that occurred to me I have is what the Whatever After series, which is a really popular series for young girls. It's um, a sister and a brother who go through this magic mirror into essentially a fairy tale where things get messed up and they have to fix it. And it ultimately changes the ending. And then they're able to come back into the real world. It's the Lexile level is under kind of my target. So I feel like I can say for kids who've graduated from whatever after I'm the next thing. I love that. But the thing that holds me up is it's very princessy. It's very, very obviously, even though there's a little boy who's in the book, everything that's marketed, I mean, even from the cover, maybe I will grab the cover. Hang on so I can show you. Very, very... 
um, for girls. So here's the cover. Uh, and there are a ton of them. Um, I mean, she might have 20 of them at this point. Maybe not 20, maybe 15. Um, but definitely it would, it's similar in that there are book characters in it and they interact with her and she's, you know, it's so definitely a comp, but the fact that it's so, so girly is the only thing that gives me pause. Should that give me pause or not really? Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm thinking yes, because it gave you pause already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of holding a mirror up to your reaction. It sounds like you, um, it sounds like you don't want your book to be pigeonholed by gender. No. So then it sounds like that's a, that's your answer. Okay. Okay. Um, cause I loved the idea of it being for kids who graduated from. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anybody that's working in this realm is going to know where it falls. Right. Okay. okay. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think placing it in, I mean, it's a good sentiment. I don't know. It's always so hard. The comp titles are always so hard. You don't always actually need them. That's even one thing you don't, you, you know, you need them to understand your book and to understand the marketplace. You don't always need to um, say them, you know? So I don't know. You just for so long have talked about, um, Jasper Ford. And I a hundred percent still think that's what this is. It's Jasper Ford for children. And so, I mean, but is that enough? I guess is my question as I'm writing my query, is that enough to put for my comp? Um, well, what other comp would you, you had another one. So I had a bunch and actually, so let me pull it out. So story thieves was the yeah. other one I used. And I yeah. said, it was like story thieves. Originally I said with less action and more romance, but really it's less action and more, I don't know if you would say friendship, more social troubles, more. I'm just going to look and see what, um, so, like, in Story Thieves, you can go in and out of the books. And the friends, one goes into one book and sort of gets stuck, and the other goes into another book and, like, lets out the villain who wreaks havoc in town. And it's, they've got to put it all back together. Right. I'm um, just looking at, um, if you go on Amazon, you can look at... Do, 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 do. So the other ones I have here are in cart. Yeah. Which is also a little more adventure-y. Um, I put the 14th goldfish, uh, Jennifer Holm, as, as a comp, not because it had anything to do with books, but because it had to do with the kid who was going to middle school, whose grandfather did a science experiment. Here's where sort of the magic comes in he did like a science experiment that turned him into a kid as well. And so he goes to school with his grandfather and they have to sort of, you know, 
there's a weird element of social element. Of, you know, yeah. So. I, would, I think I might mention Story Thieves because it is directed at both genders. It's a higher age mm-hmm. than yours for sure. I mean, I'm looking here. The first book is 416 pages. So yeah, it's long. Obviously different you know, aimed at a different reading level. So, um, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's look at how it looks in the query. Um, okay. You don't want to belabor this part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the point of the comp titles is to place it in context. And right. in many ways there, your context is super clear right? It's, you've got your, your lifestyle level, you've got your age level, you've got your, um, gender sort of understanding. Um, you know, so your context is really strong, but I, I do think, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's, I, I really like how you say it's Jasper for, for, for very young readers. Or for okay. um, early middle grades, um, just like boom, right? Okay. I don't know if that feels really clean and not agonized to me, like not sort of belabored to me. So and it feels that, true to the heart of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think anything else is because I mean, you could be like, it's like story thieves, but younger, and it's like the after whatever, but not as gendered, and it's the this, but and you know, it's just like what is what? What are you? What is how is that helping me? Right? It's just throwing a bunch of things out yeah. into the world. Yeah, I okay. think you should stick to the your main thing. Um, okay. And all right, so you're going to be working on the things on all the things, and um, um, then we'll. I think we should, well, our listeners won't know this, but I think we should take a little break for you to get this all together, you mm-hmm. know, like a few weeks for you to kind of really get this all together. And then we'll come back. And I think we should be on live when you actually hit send. Okay. You want to do okay. that? Yeah. Maybe sort I'll of that. I'll right? put it all together. I'll have it all ready. And then... We'll Zoom. Do you want to share? We can we can share my screen on Zoom while I do it, right? Yeah, it'd be super fun. And then we can maybe post that video in the show notes so people can watch your face. Okay. <laughs> your See, face. You torture us. <laughs> I know. Well, and then and then we can capture um, we can capture how it goes over time waiting and what do you do you know I know you have some questions about the next book what do you do while you wait what do you you know all of that we can talk about that and we can um we can see what unfolds with the agents because we don't know we can Mm -hmm. talk about what you ask the agent how to get ready you know all those things so we have plenty to do while while you await sounds good yay all right we'll we'll see live (laughs) to hit send (laughs) you've done so much good work abby it's really i'm just i just feel like you through all this time i really 
become a writer and and become worthy of the story you wanted to write. It's been really so fun to watch and I feel like you're there. I know and you know what? I'm only here right now on the day that I'm here because of you. If not, it would have been, you know, 10 years from now maybe I would be getting to this point and still probably not have gotten it right because I would have just been, you know, trying to take some crazy, stupid online class. Like when I started, not that online classes are stupid, but I took the world's worst children's literature class. I won't even say what it was. It was so bad. I mean, I might have only paid like $10 for it, but that's where I started. And I I don't know that I could have done all of this without having somebody help me. Well, I obviously am, um, I'm just a huge fan of the whole book coach model. I mean, it's kind of uh, goes without saying, because I run a book coaching company and I am in fact myself a book coach. And some people ask me, why are you still book coaching your own self when you're also running this company? And it's because I stink and love it so much. It's so fun. And, you know, you're, you're saying, well, we wouldn't have done it without me or your book coaches and you would have, but it would have just taken you a lot longer. I, I feel like what book coaches do is they let the writer commit. Like they let the writer invest in themselves and commit to their idea. And it's that action of the writer taking that leap that, you know, brings, brings the juice to it. It's, it's, you know, I'm just the, the mirror holding up and maybe cracking the whip a little bit, but, um, uh, I mean, it's just a huge honor to be in this role um, for anyone. And just particularly, it's been super fun to watch you. And I just can't wait to see what happens. Well, thank you. So I'm, you know, I know Michelle Hazen said once she had helped a writer write her book and then she looked in the acknowledgments and her name wasn't there and it kind of hurt her feelings just a little bit. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like, I, I don't, I can't imagine not putting your name and Kemlo's name in my book somewhere because, you know, it's here because of you guys. Well, not really. It's here because of you. We just are the the midwives, but you go do your thing and get it ready and we will get it. We're going to reconvene to watch you do it. The real thing. Sounds good. All right. Your friends don't let friends write bad books, right? All right, we'll see you soon. All right, bye.